the drama that is James freaking Harden and the Brooklyn Nets. Next? Brooklyn Nets? Brooklyn Nets, guys. All right, I'll start over. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> The drama that is James freaking Harden and the Brooklyn Nets. Folks, the Benchmop Scrubs lives for that tea. We live for that drama. And we will bring you all the juicy details of the craziness that has ensued the past 24 hours. Welcome to an emergency press release podcast of this four-team mega deal. We got the entire lineup of Scrubs back in action today. Shout out to Ibrahim. We missed your presence dearly. So with that, we'll start with you, buddy. What do you make of that hardened trade to the Nets? Well, first off, I want to say I was right. I don't think the Rockets are going to make the playoffs. And this just further cements my preseason predictions. Uh, in addition to that, I don't know what Harden's going to do for the Nets because Kyrie's not even showing up. I, I've never seen anything like this before. You know, this is actually, no, I take that back. Remember when Derrick Rose was on the Knicks? And he just like he just went MIA for like two weeks and they didn't know where he was and he showed back up and he was like, oh, now I'm ready to play. I mean, this is the only thing I could think of in comparison to Kyrie. He's just saying it's personal issues and he just left. Um, and But that being said, you know, if Kyrie doesn't show up, I think Harden and Durant are an amazing combo. That one-two punch is amazing. They played together in OKC. And to be honest, when they got rid of Harden, I always thought they should have got rid of Westbrook and kept Harden and Durant together. So I'm actually really excited to see them play together. I think Harden, for the first time in the last five years, is actually going to defer to somebody else. And Durant is the type of, a type of superstar where he doesn't need a lot of touches. He can, he's kind of like, you know, kind of like Clay Thompson, where he just can play off the ball, just, you know, get a pass, go off the screen, hit a three. And he's, he's become a much better passer this year. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but he's facilitating more. And I think he's the perfect person to put alongside Harden. And I think it's going to be exciting basketball. It's just when Kyrie comes back, there's just not going to be enough to go around. There's three superstars that each each can drop 30 points any given day. And there's just, there's just one basketball. So I don't know how Steve Nash is going to coach this team especially when Steve Nash can't even get Kyrie to show up right now. I mean, that's what I got. What do you guys got? <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll kick it off to you, Seth. What do you think, buddy? Well, all I want to say is Houston, rejoice. Houston, rejoice. You got James Harden out of that organization. I said it from episode one on the podcast that he just didn't seem to buy into the season this year uh missing training camp lack of chemistry it showed he came out of shape they're three and six and you know it's good riddance for the houston rockets getting oladipo getting three brooklyn nets first rounders um and overall with john wall and demarcus cousins christian wood i think they're going to be honestly better off without harden than they were with him um and I think the three and six start 
for the Rockets was largely attributed to James Harden because if you look at the stats, uh, he was shooting the ball about 37%, you know, for the entire team. And he wasn't doing that great. I'm happy for the Houston Rockets. The Nets just got another drama queen onto their team. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden. These are guys who have low tolerance for patience. You know, as soon as something doesn't go well for them, they want to book it. And now it's just going to be interesting to see what the Brooklyn Nets can do with these three guys. And, you know, Ibrahim alluded to the fact that he's excited to see James Harden and Kevin Durant play together. You know, on the Thunder, James Harden came off the bench. He was six man. Um, And then, you know, seeing whether or not Kyrie Irving even does come back is going to be the big question mark over there. Uh, I think the Brooklyn Nets have set them back. Um, They shot themselves in the foot. They've lost a bunch of first rounders. Uh, I don't know what Steve Nash is going to do over there, but I'm just happy for the Houston Rockets. Hey, Yusuf, I got to ask you a question. I don't know if the the podcast listeners actually follow you on Instagram, but Yusuf actually got special COVID exemption to go to a Rockets game. I want to say what, two weeks ago? Yes, sir. So when you watched them live, how did he play that game? Because the one thing I've noticed about Harden is the first two or three games of the season, he absolutely destroyed. I think that first game, he had 40 plus and 17 assists. And then the last two or three games, like I think last game he had 16 points. So I would love to hear your perspective because you were actually in the stands and sent me a a video of of Harden in that layup line. Literally the clip that we've seen on Instagram with, you know, he may have hit the buffet a little too hard before that game. (laughs) Yeah, man. Honestly, um, I was really lucky to be able to go to the Houston Rockets game, see them live, you know, especially with this pandemic. I will say they socially distanced really well. There were barely any fans uh, in the stands. Um, But what I saw from James Harden, and I kept my eyes on him, you know, sometimes when you're watching it on the TV broadcast, you don't see their demeanor in the huddle and everything like that. I saw a guy who was indifferent about the situation, honestly, who didn't show that emotion that you typically would show uh, when you want to win a basketball game. Uh, I remember distinctly because the game I went to, they played the Dallas Mavericks. The (laughs) And your guy, Luca. The difference in Luca and James Harden in that game was just insane. You know, Luca had a triple-double, 36 points. I think he had 16 rebounds and 11 assists. And James Harden, that game, you know, I've never been a fan of his game, honestly, because his dribble-dribble shoot. Um, He shot five for 19, you know. Didn't really do anything on the defensive side. And I think that's a lot of what the Brooklyn Nets can expect this year, you know, especially not showing up for training camp, um, not having those reps that you normally would have in a regular season. Uh, And then, like you said, man, Kevin Durant, James Harden are going to have to share share the ball. And we'll see how that turns out. Yusuf, I saw saw Daniel shaking his head. Do you think, uh, you know, Daniel, Houston, we have a problem or this is a good thing for Houston? I mean, I agree with you. So I, I did. I think it's a good thing that they got rid of him because I mean, it was getting worse day by day, right? Uh, I mean, he, his he wasn't respecting his teammates. He was calling them out, uh, especially the last game. He said, you know, Rockets were just not good enough. Um, but I kind of, I mean, I agree with you, so in the sense that you know, there's a three Musketeers now. There's going to be a trio of divas. We got Kevin Durant with the burner account. We got uh, Kyrie Irving missing games for unnecessary reasons. And then you got James Harden. 
um, who, if you guys remember, uh, when he got to the Houston Rockets, he said he wanted to bring Howard in, and they brought him in, and then he said, I don't want to play with them. Then he said, bring Chris Paul in. They brought Chris Paul. He said, I don't want to play with them. Then he said, bring uh, Westbrook. They played for a year. Then he said, I don't want to play with them. Now he wanted to go to the Nets. He's there. Let's see what happens. Um, I mean, I agree. I mean, it's going to be a talented team, right? With Irving, with Duran, with Harden. It's a major, major offensive attack that's going to be coming. Uh, but it's not all about offense. And it's not all about talent. Do you guys remember the 2004 Lakers with Kobe, Shaq, Malone, and Payton? And guess what happened? They met a team with chemistry and they lost. And I believe this is what's going to happen with these nets. I mean, they're going to, you know, they're going to do well. They're going to blow teams out. Uh, but when it comes to the playoffs, when it comes to grind, I don't see this team winning at all. And I think a lot of people are expecting them to win it all. We got a couple of friends that really think they're going to win it all this year. But uh, I think Yusuf and I at least uh, disagree about that. So um, it's not all about offense. It's about defense as well. And the one thing that the Nets can do is they can score. But the one thing they can't do is they, can de- they can't defend. And they lost their best defensive player with Jared Allen. So um, And look at it now. Like, who do they have on their team, right? I mean, they got a great uh, starting five. They got Irving. They got Harden. They got Joe Harris, Durant, and... Jordan, but on the bench, who do you have? Can you guys name a player? Like, there's no one on that bench, and Steve Nash. it's not like Steve Nash. Yes, <laughs> he's gonna call. I mean, when he's isn't, if isn't he's coming up, Ademeyer there too. As an he's, he's gonna he's gonna be the first coach player in NBA history. <laughs> Yo, Bill Russell was a coach player back in That's the. That's true. That's true. During his last championship. Well, one thing I'd like to bring up, guys, is the, the quote that James Harden said yesterday, actually, that led to that situation, um, was he said, I quote, I love this city. I have literally done everything that I can do. This situation is crazy. It's something that I don't think can be fixed. We're not even close. And he's, he's referring to the talent on the team. Honestly, on that team, referring to the Lakers, I mean, you can tell the difference in these last two games. We're just not good enough. Chemistry, talent-wise, just everything. And it was clear the last two games. So, I mean, obviously, you know, I was surprised how quickly the Rockets' um, ownership and then the management pulled off this trade. And that was probably the best thing because, you know, obviously, you know, it wasn't a surprise that he didn't want to be there. But um, the in these scenarios, the longer you wait, the the less value you get, you get back. And I think that was smart for the Rockets to make it known that, you know, we know you want to leave and we're just going to let you go, but we're trying to get some assets back because if they had waited two days, three days, four days, because this is a very fluid situation, even a week, they, they barely would have gotten anything back because the entire league knows. And then James Harden had all, had all the leverage and, and just, you know, NBA is very unique different from the NFL and, and and hockey and soccer and all that. It's a superstar driven league. So at the end of the day, can you blame James Harden for wanting out of the situation in Houston? Who knows? Maybe. And do you truly believe that he gave it his all? I truly think he did for the past five, six, seven, eight years that he was there. He gave it his all him and Durant that are teaming up. You know, I think it's, you guys are really maybe overrating the aspect of their drama. There's drama on every team that is riddled with superstars. That's always going to be there. Talent, just from a talent standpoint, with 
with um with Harden, with Durant, and with Kyrie. I think this is the most talented big three in NBA history. We I don't think there's any any you can go back to the one with uh, uh with the Miami Heat and uh, LeBron Wade and Bosh. This is more talented than that. Yes, they were friends and it was a di- kind of a different scenario. But I think from a talent perspective, these guys are ridiculously talented if they can put it together. And if, you know, someone can find where the hell Kyrie Irving is and if he wants to play at some point, this team can do something special. Because as Daniel was alluding to the bench, what bench players could you name from the Miami Heat when they first signed all those, uh, the three superstars? I couldn't, we couldn't name one. We couldn't, honestly. Mario Chalmers was a starter, <laughs> FYI. Yeah, he was a starter. Oh, he was? Never mind. Yeah. Starter. So actually, so, can, can, James can Jones. comment on that? Oh, yo, he did ride the bench. Udonis Haslam. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. So, no, so, Haslam was a starter. What, one thing, though. <laughs> For a little bit. But then he came off the bench. What, what do you guys think in so, terms of, you know, with or without Kyrie? How do you think, the, the just knowing the friendship and relationship of, of uh, KD and Harden, how do you think they will play out together knowing their styles of play and knowing KD has taken a backseat, you know, playing off ball with Golden State? How do you think they will mesh together moving forward? So I, I could take a first stab at that, not to, to cut off anyone else. But from my perspective, I want to look at this historically, right? It's, it's not just a talent thing in the NBA. It's also a, a, a mindset thing, right? So from my perspective, if you look at the last couple you know, big threes or, or teams that have, you know, come together in a rel- relatively short amount of time, the ones that did not have great chemistry did not win at all their first year, right? We have exceptions out there like KD, when he went to the Warriors, he fit right in because he doesn't really need the ball and Steph and Curry can play off ball. And Draymond Green doesn't really need the ball and whoever they were playing at center, I forget who it was, but that person was just playing defense. And so they had the greatest offense and a great chemistry um, for most of their run together. Um, if you look at AD and LeBron, when AD came over, it was all about winning championships. But then you, if you look at, you know, going back farther to that Miami Heat team that you're talking about. Now, I wouldn't flat out say that the Nets have more talent than the Heat. I have to sit down and think about it. But, you know, I think the difference maker between them is, you know, what is the difference between Chris Bosh and Kyrie? Because, you know, LeBron versus KD, I feel like that's a pretty close matchup. Dwayne Wade in his prime, to me, is the third best shooting guard of all time. And even though they had all that talent, they got to the finals and they were beat by a team that had better chemistry, better coaching, and had the right mindset. And LeBron and, and Dwayne actually talk a lot about how important that loss was for LeBron James, because when he left that year, he came back even more focused and he came back and, and won two more clips uh, in Miami, won a chip in, in Cleveland and then won a chip in LA. And so when I, when I look at this Nets team with Kyrie not showing up with James Harden, not being in shape. And, you know, for those of us that have played basketball, even record like on the side and in the Y and things like that, we know how much wear and tear you put on your body when you're not in good shape. You can easily pull a hamstring. You're going to be out for a couple of weeks. You never really get right until you get, get those pounds off. And I think with Kyrie just not being there mentally and really focused and Harden kind of, you know, sabotaging his way out of the Rockets, I think the Nets are going to do 
they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. But I think a team that's more disciplined, more focused is going to exploit that, right? In, in the playoffs, when the game slows down, you know, I could see a team easily, you know, win a couple possessions here and there. And the next thing you know, they won the chip. You know, I was listening to a podcast um, literally this morning. Joakim Noah was speaking about the Bulls and when they got beat by the Heat 4-1 in the conference finals. And he mentioned something that, you know, triggered a memory to me. He said, if you were to take all, all those scores in those five games and add them up, the, the score would have been tied, Miami versus Bulls. And that's how close it was. But the record itself, 4-1, to one, doesn't really show that. And that's because at that point, LeBron and Dwayne Wade were focused, and they really were chasing that title. And I think that that may be something that happens. It'll be a lot of close games, but the team that takes it seriously is going to win the close ones and win the series. How dare you listen to other podcasts that aren't on? <laughs> Yo, dare you? no key, man. No, I don't care. This is our <laughs> bench. You know what? We're gonna, I'm going to mute Ibrahim for the rest of this time. <laughs> um, I mean, I can talk about the best trio. I know we mentioned LeBron, Wade, and uh, obviously Bosch. Uh, in terms of talent, I mean, it's a close comparison, right? But uh, the one trio that we didn't bring up um, is Steph, Clay, and Durant. Um, I think they had the best chemistry. Uh, and overall talent. So, I mean, it's not talent alone, I think, that makes up the best trio. It's who's won the most championships, and it's also who um, played well the most uh, together, right? You had Durant, Steph, and Clay. They moved well together. They passed the ball together um, and played well together. So, in my books, um, I mean, I could say they are probably better, uh, but talent-wise, you know, I think it would be LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, right? I mean, like you said, Ibrahim, LeBron and Durant, LeBron wins. Wade and Harden, Wade wins. And then between Irving, Irving and, you know, Bosh, you know, I, I think Irving has the edge. But, I mean, overall, then I would say the, the Heat team had a better talented trio uh, overall. But uh, coming back to the Nets, right, um, this team with all the drama and a rookie head coach with all that ego, I think it's going to get messy right? It's going to be so much going on. And going back to, you know, if the Nets are going to be able to win this year, uh, I don't think they're going to be able to win because there's so many factors in play, right? I mean, COVID is in play, right? Do you guys see how many games are being canceled or postponed? How many practices are being canceled? How many players aren't going to be playing these games? So with all that, you know, lack of chemistry and a new player coming in, you're not going to be, you know, playing with your full set of team every single day. Um, and I think that's going to be another factor why I don't think, you know, the Nets are going to be able to um, go and win the whole championship this year. Um, you, but I mean, do, so do, with the talent, do you think, I mean, do you think it would there. have been, do you guys think it would have been different because you, you all three of you mentioned the fact of Steve Nash being a rookie head coach, would it have been different say if it was a more experienced coach, if it was say a Phil Jackson or a doc rivers or a Greg Popovich, would that be, would you have more confidence in that in that in this situation if the coach was different, or is it kind of a hopeless situation because of those those three players and kind of their attitudes and their you know mentalities? Yeah, so I can take this. Um, you know, I think it'd be hard to say that an experienced coach like Popovich or Phil Jackson or Thibodeau. <laughs> Hey, Tim. <laughs> wouldn't make a difference but the thing uh, is we're gonna the... mute yusuf as well <laughs> <laughs> no 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 but seriously 
you have to understand that these three have very strong personalities and drama aside, it's about mentality. So I think the biggest question after this trade is, can the Brooklyn Nets work? And when you look at the top three players on that team, you have Kevin Durant, you have James Harden, and you have Kyrie Irving. Let's start with James Harden, right? Obeid quoted him. And that quote to me was very telling about James Harden and his mindset, right? It's always about his teammates. There's no self accountability. There's always, it's always, oh, we don't have enough talent. The other team is better. We just don't have chemistry. But what about me, right? So at some point he has to accept some responsibility. It might not all be on him, right? But that's what a leader does. So there were times where LeBron James, you know, he lost, he he had a triple double and he'd still say, I got to be better. I got to be better. The amount of times I've heard James Harden say that very minimal, if any, right? So that mentality right there is concerning and the Brooklyn Nets should prepare themselves for that. Number two, Kevin Durant. I think mental toughness is also something that we really need to look at when it comes to championships. Kevin Durant does not strike me as a mentally tough guy. This guy on the Oklahoma City Thunder was up three games to one against the Golden State Warriors, right? And they blew that three to one lead. He had enough talent at OKC, but at some point during that series, he realized he could not do it. He could not beat this team. So what did he do? He did what I personally think is probably the weakest move in NBA history is join a 73 and nine team and win two championships that way. To me, those championships don't mean much, honestly. You know, he balled out for sure, but he had Clay, he had Steph, he had Draymond. He already had a championship level caliber team there. Third, you have Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, you know, thinks he should be the guy, right? And the proof of that is when he was on Cleveland. And he was annoyed by the amount of credit LeBron James was getting. And Kyrie Irving was like, no, I can do it on my own. And so what did he do? He dipped from Cleveland and then went to the Boston Celtics. And the Boston Celtics ended up playing better without Kyrie Irving, right? So there's so much talent there, but that mental toughness, that mental drive, and just the preparation that you need to win a championship, I do not think any of those three have it. The talent is there to win a championship, no doubt. And I don't think anybody is arguing that. But it's just their personalities that are going to be their hindrance. And unfortunately, you know, Steve Nash is a first-year coach. I don't know how much of that he can change, especially because these guys really aren't young anymore. They're veteran guys in the league. So how much personality change can be made? Not much. And I think at the first sight of things going wrong, you're going to have, you know, fireworks in that locker room. um, And it's just not going to be a great situation. Who do you think is most willing um, or is willing to sacrifice for the betterment of that team? Because you have three alphas. You have uh, Kevin Durant, who clearly is the most talented and the best player. And when he is on his game, which he seems like he is at this point in the season, the way he's been playing, you know, him and LeBron are one one and two in the NBA. Arguably with Giannis and, and Kawhi kind of breathing down their legs. But it's, it's, a, it's a toss-up between LeBron and, and Durant in terms of best player in the world. Uh, and Harden's been the alpha, you know, he's been dribble, 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 shoot. That's basically been him. And it's gotten him a lot of success. 
you know, they've gone to the Western Conference Finals a couple of times. They've been in the playoffs virtually every year. And he's, I mean, him and Durant have won seven of the last 11 scoring titles. And that's nothing to scoff at. I mean, that's, pr- that's very impressive. But there is one basketball. So who do you think is going to have to sacrifice the most for this team to be, or who, who do you think has the capability to do that, number one? I think it's Kevin Durant, honestly, because he's done it before, right? He did it with the Warriors. Um, And the track record of James Harden and Kyrie Irving, you really don't see that. You see very um, selfish players in a sense. Um, James Harden, in order to be successful, needs the ball most of the time, right? That's why he liked Mike D'Antoni. So, you know, to me, I think it's Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant at least has that understanding where he's like, you know what, I'm willing to sacrifice as long as these guys can help carry the load. Um, so that's what I think. And that's okay. sad though, right? And then Go I'm ahead. just going to say that's, that's sad because I mean, Durant is the best player on the team and he's the one that's willing to sacrifice. <laughs> right. So it, it's sad and kind of speaks to the volumes of the other two guys. Um, well, and- well, we're just speculating. You guys, like, that's the question is like, we think, but we don't know because, you know, I, I don't assume, you know, if I'm James Harden and I'm going to, Brooklyn and I want to get traded to the Nets you should I would assume he has the understanding that Harden is a better player than myself and I might have to take a step back right See, I, I think we do have enough evidence because like you said these are these aren't rookies or, or young guys we've seen enough like they've all been in the the league for close to a decade if not you know I think KD's been in the league a little bit longer and since KD you know joined the league he's deferred to people on his team He'd still go get you 30, but if he really wanted to, like if he wanted to get 40 points, I'm sure he could have gotten 40 points again. If he wanted to demand the ball, things like that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he could have said, you know, you know, get the ball out of Westbrook's hands, give it to me and OKC and, and things like that. So we say KD has the most capacity to do it because he's done it his entire career. Like everyone talks about the, the move to the Warriors. He went to the Warriors obviously sacrificed because he's playing around Steph and Clay and Draymond and that great organization, but he still got like 27 points a game when he was out there. So he was still getting his own, even though he wasn't getting the touches. I think everyone's on that team is going to sacrifice. KD is going to see the the slightest, in my opinion, KD is going to see the slightest impact on his numbers just because he's so efficient. Like I was watching a game the other night. He was like nine of 11 you know, with five free throws or six free throws. And he had like 30 points, but it was extremely efficient. I think James Harden is going to be the next closest to his current averages. He's not going to be dropping 34, 36 points a game, but I think he'll, he'll be in the mid to upper 20s. I think the, the wild card here is Kyrie because out of all three, I think he is, you know, he definitely has the best handles, but I think he's the least talented on the offensive side just because the other two are just so great. But I think mentally wise, he wants to be the number one. And I think that's going to cause a lot of issues when he's the third leading scorer on the team. Because KD, if you give him 15 touches in a game, he's going to get you 30. James Harden is going to, you know, shoot volume shots. And so, you know, Kyrie's going to take what's left. Right. What advice do you guys have for Steve Nash? What should he do? Or is he brace himself? <laughs> or Bro, lace him up, be the facilitator. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, dude. 
I mean, I feel like he should, you know, talk to the three together to kind of let them know that, hey, you know, we're here. The goal is to win a championship. Uh, we got to put our egos aside and, you know, let's let's go out there and just make sure we get the W. And it's not all about stats. Let's work together and go from there. Um, but he is a player and Kyrie and Durant vouched for him and brought him on. So I'm hoping that they listen to him. But, you know, then again, with the podcast with uh, Durant and Kyrie saying like, oh, we're going to be our own coaches. Like that itself shows that you don't really believe in a coach. Right. Um, So I think he's going to be in it for a long haul. Uh, And I I don't see, you know, unless he's and he's got to be strict, I think. Right. I don't know how Nash seems like a really nice guy. So with this, it's not going to work. You got to be a little strict. You got to put them in their place right from the beginning and if he doesn't do that from the beginning then it's just going to be chaos also i want to add um you know just like i was one of the ones who predicted that james harden wouldn't be on the houston rockets by the end of the season uh i think there's a strong chance that Kyrie might not even be on the brooklyn nets given his shenanigans that's one of my he, predictions. I don't think he's going to be in the nba anymore at this point yeah no honestly because i don't know if you guys saw a recent a headline and a report uh, saying that the Brooklyn Nets might have enough to possibly terminate his contract given his situation, Um, you know, because he's missed games on personal issues, but he hasn't really mentioned what those personal issues are. Uh, He's violated COVID protocol um, being at a family gathering without a mask, you know, and I get it. He, nobody takes away from the fact that he's, you know, charitable and he's a philanthropist and everything like that. But man, when you sign a contract to play the game of basketball, you play the game of basketball. You can't be talking about social reform in one breath and justice in one breath, and then just jipping your employer who's paying you millions, and then you're not showing up for them, right? Because that's a it's contract. Yeah. yeah, it's a hip- it's hypocrisy. And so I think you know what's unfortunate is Ky- Kyrie Irving has enough talent to be able to make legit change in the social dynamics as well as on the nba court he you know lebron james has the blueprint for that where he shows up on the basketball court and then off the court he does what he needs to do Kyrie irving needs to learn from that i think he's just shooting himself in the foot and then he's ultimately alienating himself you know because of his antics you can't talk about one thing and then do the other before uh, before we kind of conclude the uh, podcast for today, the the full details of the trade uh, we'll kind of break down real quickly was uh, obviously the biggest one, Harden to the Nets, uh, along with some cash to fill out for their roster. Uh, Karis LeVert to the Rockets, who was then sent to Indiana. Um, and then Victor Oladipo was sent to Houston. Jarrett Allen and Torian Prince from the Nets to the Cavs. And the Rockets get back Dante Exum, the guard from Cleveland. And... I'm not going to pronounce it right, but Rodinas Cruces from Brooklyn. Houston also gets three unprotected first-round picks, one from Cleveland as well, and three swap picks as well. So Houston got a pretty big haul. They're trying to pull their best Oklahoma City impersonation, uh, and I think it'll be good for their future. But obviously, this is a superstar league run. Superstars win championships, and the Nets got a superstar, and that's what they wanted. And let's see how this season goes. And do you think now that – now with Harden on their roster, are they the favorites in the East? We're all shaking of, our heads, though. No, no you, none no. of you expect. I, I, no. I say, no, I, I mean, say, I say with Harden there, I think they are the unequivocal 
favorites in the East. This is this is a championship or bust year. I, I wouldn't say finals or bust year. They have to get to the finals, and I think they will get to the finals. Whether they I'm, win I'm or not, I don't know. Question, okay. I'm going to ask you one question, Obey. Yes. Who do they have on their team right now that can man up with Giannis? Before they hit Jared Allen and like, you know, DeAndre Jordan's getting older, but he could body him for 20 minutes a game. I don't know, man. Gonna, I think there's You're going to tell me KD is going to lock up, lock down Giannis? They're pretty lanky. They're pretty they're pretty long and they're pretty lanky both times. He's going to get bullied in the post, man. I, uh, but you, do you think do you think uh, Giannis can keep up with KD's uh, his perimeter yeah. his perimeter game his mid range game? I mean, Giannis couldn't really get to the finals playing against you know teams that really couldn't guard him for the most part anyway because all they did was they they jammed the paint and he couldn't drive in. So that's kind of the formula to beat uh, Giannis. And I didn't I never thought the Bucks were even favorites. I we all thought the Heat were, and now, you know. Most whoa, of us whoa, thought that the Heat was. Whoa, whoa I did not pick Austin. the Heat. <laughs> I did. I, I, I said my I picked I the Heat. I picked the Heat. Two out of four. Jimmy Buckets. Two out of four said it was the Heat. And so, uh, you know, obviously now I'm, you know, I think with Harden on this team, just... and I'm going to say, you know, the Nets are the team to beat in the East. Whether that proves to be right or wrong will remains to be seen. But I think just having Harden on this team is, is going to be incredible for the nba it's, it's going to be awesome to see how this unfolds throughout the year and and it's going to be really cool and also to see how houston develops and how indiana you know what types uh you know how they are affected by this trade and if what whether it's good for their future or not but i'm actually shout out to victor oladipo super underrated it's going to get its talent seen in in houston and he's going to do great with john wall in my opinion you know just just real quick before we wrap up I want to end with who do we think is coming out the East out of my head. I've already picked my pick, but straight off the bat, I think the Celtics can beat the Nets in the seven game series. I think the Bucks can beat them in the seven game series. I think the Nets would destroy the heat in a seven game series. So that that's my analysis. Yo, yo, Yusuf, what do you think? What do you think the heat are going to do against the Nets right now? Because I really so, don't think so, the heat can do anything. I'll tell you. You you're saying Milwaukee is going to destroy the Nets? No, but I said they could take them in the seven. They game ta- series. Okay, they can take them in the seven game series. All right, all right. Who took them last year? Who eliminated? They got the more. They got better players. Bro, that's the thing. That's the thing. Look, look, they at improved. The end of the day, listen, listen, listen. Before we end, I just want to say, you know, JJ Redick mentioned this in his podcast real quick. He said, you know, when the Heat matched up with the Lakers, the Lakers had the top two best players at that time but then he said the next best five were on the miami heat miami heat have depth they got jimmy butler who has that mentality dude he's got the championship mentality i think at the end of the day seven game series put my money on jimmy buckets and the miami heat so i love the loyalty i'm gonna stick with the i agree with obeyed i think the nets should be the favorite uh with the talent uh i mean i don't like them but with the talent, I think they should. Um, but I'm going to stick with my Celtics. Uh, I mean, you're going to need talent to beat talent. And the t- uh, the Celtics have the talent with three-headed monster themselves with Kemba um, and uh, what's it called? Jalen Brown and Tatum. And they have depth as well. So it's going to be fun. But, um, I mean, I can definitely see the Nets being the favorite now. So let's all see right. what happens. Th- thanks, guys, for tuning in. I love all your thoughts. Love every everybody's um, view on this and hope to – we're going to see how this unfolds and thanks again for watching the emergency press conference of this mega deal and take care guys soon see you guys soon and uh hope to catch you in the next one guys see ya bye guys